Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. allegations against Prince Andrew are purely that at this stage. They are allegations. The couple seem to be making decisions for themselves rather than according to sort of royal history and protocol. And that's partly going to be Meghan's influence. Meghan has actually dropped in her popularity ratings. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we will be talking about Prince Andrew's shocking sex claims, Meghan and Harry's eco-hypocrisy, and whether Meghan and Kate stay in different houses at Balmoral. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator. Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Angela. How are you? Good. We've got a lot to talk about today. Don't this is really we? heavy, serious stuff around the royals at the moment. So let's get into it. Yes. Well, Prince Andrew has released a statement in response to allegations surrounding his connections with convicted child molester Jeffrey Epstein. What has he said? Well, this is really interesting, Zoe, because, of course, it's been swirling for weeks about mm. Epstein. has been in, He's an American financier. He was in prison for awaiting examination of allegations of child uh, sexual molestation. He has already been convicted in the past on two charges. Andrew's been connected to him for years. Uh, and at the weekend, there were pictures released in the mail on Sunday of Prince Andrew actually at the front door in, inside the house, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's house, looking outwards. Um, this was after his earlier conviction in uh, 2010 for the child molestation. Jeffrey Epstein we're talking about here. Now, as we know, Epstein has subsequently um, uh, apparently taken his own life in prison. So a lot of attention on what's going to happen with this case. Tension has been building and at the weekend Buckingham Palace released a statement and it said the Duke of York has been appalled by the recent reports of Jeffrey Epstein's alleged crimes. His Royal Highness deplores the exploitation of any human being and the suggestion he would condone, participate in or encourage any such behaviour is abhorrent. Now, this is a forceful statement. I think it was necessary. Uh, the speculation had gone on for a long time. Of course, any allegations against Prince Andrew are purely that at this stage. They are allegations. But there's questions raised around why he would be friends with a convicted pedophile. The Mail on Sunday photographs were taken uh, in 2010, uh, which was after uh, Epstein had been convicted. It raises lots of questions. Look, at best, it shows poor judgment and having a friendship. At worst, of course, is that as this uh, court case proceeds and there's some talk that it will move to London where Epstein's madam, the woman that uh, allegedly procured these uh, children for uh, sexual favours, um, the worst is that Andrew is actually implicated in these. There are claims that he attended a pool party where topless children were paid to provide massages to guests. And there's also allegations that he was sexually engaged with Virginia Roberts. She's now got a different surname. And this was three times. The question is, he knew his friend liked children. 
that that's the central part of this for me. You know, he had a conviction. We, he was seen walking in Central Park with Epstein after after Epstein had been convicted. It's it's a very very bad look. I I think we haven't seen. You know, this is only the tip of the iceberg with this story. It, if it does move to London and there's further um, examination of the claims by these uh, minors, um, bearing in mind that um, Virginia Roberts was was 17, it's 18 um, under American law for a minor. I think it's really interesting. I think it begs the question also, this is a man who has teenage daughters himself at that stage. We're talking about 2010. Beatrice and Eugenie were were that age themselves. So oh, they why, would have been, why yeah. was he fraternizing with a with a man with with this level of uh, just just these behaviors I, I just it's 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 hard to know what will happen look there's been calls for Andrew to testify to come out and say well if you can make a statement like that and say that um, you condone that sort of exploitation then you know surely you would want to move the case along and to give a statement of what you knew so some of the lawyers representing those mentioned in court documents have made that call I think it's going to be a really interesting one to watch. I think the palace will be enormously jittery around this. Um, it keeps coming up. Obviously, it came. It's been it's been rumbling on now for more than a decade. Well, you know, potentially longer than that. I think it's of anything else happening in the life of the royals at the moment. This is the one that's uh, that's really alarming. Yeah, well, it's sure to be very worrying for the palace, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like, how do you manage something like this? How do you get to the truth of it? Do you, you know, the court documents have these allegations, um, but of course, an allegation is never proven until it's been tested. And at this stage, you know, beyond reasonable doubt. Um, but as I say, you know, even being friends with someone of that ilk shows poor judgment. Yeah, and do you think things could get worse for him, for Prince Andrew? I think it depends what happens legally. Um, He's batted it away now. It's a fairly forceful statement, but I think it all depends on what happens next. So um, Jeffrey Epstein's madam, uh, it depends to what extent uh, speculation turns to her and whether it, it moves across the Atlantic to to the UK for investigation. But uh, certainly there's a lot of questions there that remain unanswered. Yeah, it's sort of fascinating, isn't it, all the information that's coming out? Well, it is. And in the past, this sort of thing would have been, you know, sort of swept under the carpet and royals have done very dodgy things. But, you know, <laughs> Henry VIII was lopping off people's heads and having um, multiple relationships. But I think this... Uh, Look, it's a, we have to hesitate in talking about it because, of course, it for legal re- reasons. But I think it will be very, very interesting to see what plays out here. I think the fact that Epstein took his, well, uh, apparently has taken his own life, speaks volumes about what he may have been wanting to cover up. We must remember, of course, that Epstein did plead guilty to procuring an underage girl for prostitution. This was back in 2008, and he served almost 13 months in custody with work release, uh, which was roundly criticised at the time for being um, not particularly tough sentence. But at the time, federal officials had identified 36 girls, some as young as 14, who had been molested. And most recently, there's been claims that there were girls as young as 12 from France at um, some of the parties that he held. Another interesting point about Epstein is that uh, he made signed his will two days before his death. And now there's uh, challenges to that will that perhaps some of his money should go to the, to the victims of his crimes. So a lot more to play out here. Isn't there... 
I figure it'll be going for a lot longer. Yeah, it will be. And and Prince Andrew will want to to, to, to be separate from uh, these claims, but perhaps the best idea is to is to make a full statement. Uh, who knows? Who knows if he has got something to hide or not? Mm. I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Mm. Moving on to Meghan and Harry, there's been a lot of suggestions that their holidays are diverting attention away from the Andrew issue. What have they done? Oh, look, I think this is quite funny because, of course, anything that diverts from the Andrew issue at the moment is is good uh, for the royals. But, of course, this time it's focused on Meghan and Harry. Well, look, they've got a private jet yet again. Um, they've gone to the south of France. Sounds lovely. Doesn't it? This <laughs> comes after their five-day trip to Ibiza, which was around Meghan's birthday. And before that, Harry took a private jet to Sicily um, for a, a work-related uh, uh, meeting. Look, why this is an issue is that Harry, of course, makes – uh, discusses regularly uh, environmentalism, sustainability, and you know jet fuel consumption is up there for one of the greatest pollutants. I mean, as early as as recently as last month, he was saying things such as, "With nearly seven point seven billion people inhabiting this earth, every choice, every footprint, every action makes a difference." So it's no wonder that you know within weeks of making a statement like that. Uh, he takes multiple private jet rides and, of course, gets critiqued for it. Look, there's a there's a lot of questions around this. There are 20 flights a day from London to Nice in the south of France, which is where they flew to. They could have paid £232 each. Archie, of course, is not yet two, so he's free. <laughs> and yet they um and yet they go on a private jet costing twenty thousand pounds. Look, interestingly, Elton John's come out and said that he's actually paid for the jet and that he has offset the carbon usage with the donations oh, wow. to um, uh, carbon, chari- uh, carbon offset charities. Look, and, and of course, the, the Meghan and Harry were staying in his place. He's also made the point that as a great friend of Princess Diana, he feels a sense of responsibility towards Meghan and Harry and that he, uh, yeah, he very much feels that he wants to protect them. Look, this is a week where it's clear that the public statements are the order of the day because Elton John has actually come out and spoken about this. He says, I'm deeply distressed by today's distorted and malicious account in the press surrounding the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's private stay at my home in Nice last week. Uh, he goes on to say, Prince Harry's mother, Princess Diana of Wales, was one of my dearest friends. I feel a profound sense of obligation to protect Harry and his family from the unnecessary press intrusion that contributed to Diana's untimely death. It's a very, very big statement. Isn't I mean, it? we know that um, the cause of death was drunk driver. So for Elton John to suggest that press intrusion um, caused, he's saying contributed to, um, and I don't think that's um, an unfair statement to make, but very interesting that he's spoken out for various reasons. Did the Sussexes know he was going to defend them? Uh, is this crossing over between royalties and celebrity far too much? Should the royals be taking these sorts of gifts from their celebrity friends? Could he have? Could they have gone and stayed at Elton John's lovely home and yet got you know a normal flight there? Um, you know, EasyJet's good enough for the public. I'm sure it's good <laughs> enough for, for the um, Sussexes. You know, would it be fair that when they travel alone that they go on chartered flights, but perhaps if it's with Archie because they're more protective and, you know, that they do take a jet? Look, there's so many questions around that, but it's not a good look and it's it's distracting and um, diluting Harry's message. You cannot come out and say in an interview in Vogue one week that, you know, 
carrots shouldn't be in plastic bags and that he's only going to have two children uh, because of the impact on the planet and then go and gas guzzle on a private jet three times within a month. It just doesn't work like that. And I'm really surprised that they've made these decisions. One thing that I think is interesting is that they've just appointed a new private secretary, um, a woman called Fiona McIlwim. She is uh, 45. She calls herself on social media a wannabe super mum. She has no royal experience and, and the royals apparently did want someone with royal experience, but she was uh, a diplomat to Albania at a very young age. Oh, wow. Apparently is brilliant at um, – infrastructure and admin and and that sort of thing. She'll have to be jolly good at PR. I mean, the private secretary role is the sort of critical role uh, in the association with the royals. She's got a big job cut out for her. Their PR is not looking good at the moment. The, the claims of privacy around the birth, the christening, that was all really badly handled. You can't say you're going to do one thing and then do something else. The public have expectations of them, and yet they have obviously a they want a degree of privacy, which is very important. So it requires someone with tremendous diplomacy and tact to be able to effectively feed the public and yet maintain that privacy for the Sussexes themselves. I feel quite heartened that someone of her calibre is is stepping on board and I hope she can sort out some of this, this these issues. But I think one of the issues is probably that they – the couple seem to be making decisions for themselves rather than according to sort of royal history and protocol. And that's partly going to be Meghan's influence. She's, you know, she's a, she's a self-made woman and a go-getter. She set agendas, didn't follow them. And now she's in a role where agenda setting, sorry, agenda following is, is how it all works. This is all about uh, the way things have always been done are the way that they're done. You know, we haven't seen Kate and William jumping on a jet with their three kids. Um, so I think they need to be very, very aware that if they're going to promote these messages of environmentalism, sustainability, then they have to have a clean copybook themselves on this issue. Um, look, I'm a great fan of Elton John. I think he – I love the man for his wonderful resurrection of his very uh, troubled life as we saw in the Rocketman movie. But but just interestingly, he's a tremendous supporter of people both in his industry and friends of children and that sort of thing. Uh, sorry, the children of his friends, for instance. He helped um, Brooklyn Beckham, his godson in the world of photography. I, I, I think he's a, he's a man who gives. I think he's being very generous. I can totally understand that he would be protective of them but they need to make the right choices just because Elton John offsets your carbon usage is that the right look for the royals I completely agree with you mm. on that one it's mm, a toughie isn't it and look I think that the new PR the, the new private secretary these things need to be ironed out when could you use them when would it be reasonable what's our agenda looking forward you know they are now Harry and Meghan you know, into the second year of their marriage, I, they'll doubtless have, have another child before too long, I would imagine. And I think it's really, really important that they get these things right. It's not like you have only a few strikes and you're out, but you have to be very, very careful about how you're perceived. And no one wants anything less for Prince Harry than the public to adore him, love him, appreciate him and and see his work as purposeful. I mean, when they were here for their tour, we they were just adored and the work that they were doing was really positive. But it requires um, a vision that's, that looks at all the troubles in alongside it. The way that your lifestyle operates has to be coherent with your message. Mm. Well, I mean, they have their next tour coming up. So hopefully their private secretary can do sort a good that job. out. Yeah, they're going to South Africa and, and yeah. other parts of Africa, obviously. Well, I think that's a really, it's that's going to be a, a pivotal tour in terms of how they're perceived. 
moving on to something a bit fun, mm. we've found out who the most popular royal is. I know. We? And who do you think it is, Zoe? Oh, I already know the answer to this oh, one. So let's ask Dennis roll. then. Who's the most popular royal, Dennis? <laughs> Queen. He's right. Oh, yes. He's been listening to us for so long now. <laughs> he knows. You're right, Dennis. It is the Queen. And actually last year it was Prince Harry. So she's got back into the top spot. Interestingly, she's number one. Prince Harry is number two. William is number three. Kate is number four. You'll be surprised who's number five. Above Meghan, Prince Philip. Prince Philip is number I five. I Interesting. Obviously, it's not uh, judged on aesthetic grounds. <laughs> Megan has actually dropped um, in her uh, popularity rating. So she was uh, still at number six last year, but she had a 55% sort of support base, whereas it's dropped down to 49%. Look, normally these sorts of surveys I take with a grain of salt, but this is a YouGov um, research in the UK, which looks at 9,000 respondents. Now, that's quite a big, um, you know, it's not like you're asking 12 people in the street what they <laughs> think about the royal family. 9,000 is a mm. fairly comprehensive group. Look, as long as the Queen's up there at number one, that's all I really care about. The rest of them can muddle and befuddle around after, you know, from number one downwards. But uh, I'd, I think it's gratifying to think that the Queen and all the work that she does and, you know, uh, the duty versus the celebrity still wins through. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens when she passes because I think that uh, the interest in Charles is not anywhere near um, the interest in the no. Cambridges or the Sussexes. Um, and we're, you know, we, we honour the Queen because of that length of service. Uh, I hope Charles gets, I hope Charles gets a crack at the whip. I really hope he gets to do so the job do and to do it well. He's an interesting man. He was very um, forward thinking on on issues of environmentalism well beyond, well before people were talking about it. So I really hope that he's well received, but it'll be interesting. We'll have to wait to be seen. Exactly. But anyway, Megan, yeah, number six, that's that's, that's okay. But uh, clearly there's some misgivings about her and the sort of celebrity that she brings to it. But, you know, okay, I think I think we'll see. too bad though, really. Well, yeah, I know. It's not like Andrew, <laughs> Prince Andrew and Princess Beatrice, Beatrice who are right down there at number 15, I think. No, so. poor things. Yes, indeed. <laughs> And finally, I also wanted to ask about the Cambridges and Sussex bound moral trip. We understand they won't be under the same roof. Well, this is interesting. So they've obviously had their little holidays separately and now they're all going up to Balmoral, which from you hear varying point, reports about this, this sort of summer holiday in Balmoral. Some people love it. They love the outdoors, stomping around the moors and, and um, shooting things. But others, for instance, Diana just found it so abjectly boring. She hated being up there. Anyway, Kate and William are both going to be there, as are Meghan and Harry. Kate and William are staying in a cottage in the grounds, whereas Meghan and Harry are uh, reportedly staying in the main house. I mean, it's a big house. It's a castle. <laughs> um, Charles and Camilla tend to stay at Burke Hall, which was the house owned by the Queen Mother. Look, I don't think we should read any, anything into this, apart from the fact that Meghan and uh, sorry, uh, Kate and William have three children. They probably need their own space. They probably want the kids to be able to get off to bed at a reasonable time. Obviously, in Scotland in, in late summer, it's so light. You know, it doesn't get dark till 10, 11. It's so far north, 10, 11 at night. So 
having somewhere where they can be quiet and get the kids off to sleep. I mean, it's no holiday for anyone if you're the parents of three kids, however royal you are and however many staff you have, if your kids don't get off to <laughs> sleep and, and enjoy a, a quiet routine. So it makes sense to me. People that are making a lot of it because they're staying under the separate roofs because they can't talk to each other, I think that's ludicrous. One other thing about Balmoral, though, this year, there's no grouse shooting, which is the, the one oh. thing apparently, according to the, the people that don't enjoy it up there, is the one thing that makes it interesting. So poor weather has meant that there is a, a lack of grouse to shoot. So there won't be grouse shooting, but presumably Prince Philip will have his – he cooks a barbecue every year on the on the, um, on the the shores of the river and uh, it's apparently a well-attended event. So he does it every year, <laughs> cooks the, cooks the snags out there by the river and uh, obviously they wouldn't have plastic plates because the Queen's a total greenie, we now know. Um, but can you imagine – you know, the rest of us, we kind of groan, don't we, when we have to get ready for a, a barbecue or, or a picnic or camping because we have to pack all the staff and then there's that sort of hour of joy for the five hours of effort that go into it. But just imagine you could just walk away from your picnic and your staff would have to clean it up from you if or after you. So what makes it sound much nicer. I know it? it does. Like, you know, they've laid out the picnic rugs for you. They've pricked the sausages. All you have to do is do a bit of grandiose sort of um, twiddling on the barbecue. Then you get to eat it. Someone else has made the coleslaw and the potato salad. It's all just so easy. Makes me very jealous. You can tell I'm feeling a little bit um, worn out by food production at the moment, can't you? <laughs> I think we all get a bit like that yeah. at times. Especially at the end of winter when you just think, oh yeah, nice a nice picnic or a barbecue that someone else prepares. That's my idea of heaven. See, I don't want the crowns. I don't want the jewels. I don't want the, you know, the flash castles and palaces and the nice fro frocks. I just want someone to clean up after me <laughs> I think I do too <laughs> right, well, well you're going on holiday Zoe so you're going to get that yes, I am. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our podcast for today thank you so much for joining us Thanks, Zoe. and thank you to everyone for listening for more on the royals please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page New Idea Royals and of course don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly out now 